Welcome to another episode of Chan with a Plan, the podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan. In today's episode, I will be discussing two of my favorite things when it comes to growing your business online, personal branding and LinkedIn. For those who haven't followed me from the start, I started my resume writing and career coaching business through building my personal brand on LinkedIn with content marketing starting last May, and I've now grown my following to close to 14,000 followers as of this recording. And I wanted to bring someone else on the show that has also benefited greatly from building a personal brand on LinkedIn through content marketing. And that person is Joel Hansen, who has over 30,000 LinkedIn followers by him building his personal brand on this platform for the last few years. A little bit about Joel. He is an entrepreneur, two-time TEDx speaker, and recognized marketing advisor focused on helping leaders start, scale, and position their personal brand to create measurable impact. Not only has he built his personal brand on LinkedIn for himself, he has also produced content on an individual and corporate level that's earned over 10 million views with some stories gaining over 1 million impressions alone. On the project front, he has collaborated with brands such as the LA Clippers, TransLink, Best Buy, Vancouver Canucks, Prezi, and Adobe to develop initiatives that drive brand awareness and earn media attention. In order to help new LinkedIn content creators grow their personal brand, he also has a weekly newsletter called Personal Brand Brief that's gained over 10,000 subscribers and was recognized by LinkedIn as one of the top marketing newsletters to read in 2021. As you can tell, he has a strong track record of utilizing LinkedIn in order to grow his own personal brand as well as help big companies grow theirs as well. So let us dive into the discussion with Joel and talk about LinkedIn and growing your personal brand on the platform. Hello everyone. So in today's episode, I will be talking about two of my favorite things right now, personal branding and LinkedIn. And someone that will join me on this discussion today is someone who is also passionate about building a personal brand on LinkedIn. His name is Joel Hansen. So say hi to everybody, Joel. Hey, how's it going? So I wanted to start off this discussion by just asking you, how did you get started on LinkedIn? Like, when did you start? Why did you decide to choose LinkedIn as the platform to start on this personal brand adventure of yours? Yeah, great question. For those of you listening that don't know about my story, I kind of started as a business student just here in Vancouver. And what kind of got me started and interested in the platform was just understanding that a degree doesn't guarantee you a job. And it's really, you know, what you do with your degree, how you market yourself and how you're able to build relationships and LinkedIn kind of checked all three of those boxes for me. Nice. And why LinkedIn? Why not like Instagram or Facebook uh, or YouTube? Why this specific platform? Yeah, a couple of reasons that jumped to mind. Firstly, LinkedIn is a lot less noisy than those platforms. So it's a lot easier to get noticed as someone new to the platform. The second one was I saw the language and dialogue was a lot more career focused and education focused versus entertainment on Instagram or Facebook. Thirdly, it was actually a bit better for me to get connected with people I didn't know versus Facebook and Instagram, I feel like is focused toward building relationships with people you already know. And so those are the three reasons for me. 
And in terms of starting your personal brand on LinkedIn, did you start creating content first or did you try to connect with people and build relationships that way? So how did you start growing that personal brand on LinkedIn? It kind of all started with just seeing how others were, you know, posting articles or sharing quotes or, or questions to to stir up conversation. But the biggest step I think I took forward was building out an interview series where I would just meet with executives in Vancouver and I would just ask what their advice was for young professionals, film it on my iPhone for a couple minutes and then hit post on LinkedIn. That goes to the topic of networking and a lot of recent graduates that haven't spent a lot of time networking in school, they don't know how to go about it. So you've networked with a lot of people in Vancouver, the top executives there. So how did you reach out to these people and how did you get them to want to spend some time with you and discuss their upbringing, so to speak, from a career advice perspective? Yeah, I think really in today's day and age, it can be hard to just meet with someone for coffee. Firstly, people aren't meeting in person right now. Secondly, just picking someone's brain doesn't really do it anymore. I think the creative play I tried to approach was instead of just asking to meet with someone, what if you could ask to work on a project or interview them on something? And so that was the approach I tried to take where instead of just asking for coffee, I'd say, hey, you know, I am trying to build out an interview series. These are people I've already interviewed. And could I have a couple minutes of your time just to share a marketing tip for young professionals? And uh, it was interesting to see the the higher amount of interest when there was something to chat about versus just chatting with them. Your advice is don't just do something general, say, I want to know about the company, so to speak. Try to find out what type of projects they're working on or where they're featured on and then dive into that topic so there is more of a substance to have that conversation, right? For sure. Yeah, just just like, you know, the way we got connected, we could have definitely chatted over coffee, just about similar interests about, you know, marketing and LinkedIn. But how much more fun is it just to jump on a podcast, jam on ideas, and then afterwards, I know we'll stay in touch just because we know how much we're going to learn about each other in this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a podcast doesn't have to be these grand ideas. It could just be a conversation with two people trying to strive for the same type of goals. And people listening to this conversation might have some actionable insights that they can use on their careers, whether it's building the personal brand or just trying to get more involved in LinkedIn, right? Totally. Yeah, definitely agree. When did you start growing your brand on personal LinkedIn? Like what year was it? Yeah, I think I first got an account maybe my first or second year of university. And then I, I'd say I first shared a post probably three years ago. Okay, and how nervous was you to share that very first post where you made yourself vulnerable to the public? It was definitely, you know, something new for me. I'd say I felt a, more, a lot more comfortable sharing a, a snowboarding picture or maybe a friend's picture on uh, Facebook or Instagram, but LinkedIn, it, it hit a different chord, right? It was, you know, you have to believe in yourself enough to share something that is acceptable in the professional world. And I think my first post was just something, you know, connected to an HR article asking what, what people thought about it. So that was a first bold move, but a, a good way to get started. Once you made that first post, you got the first time jitters out of the way. Did you have like a consistent content plan after or did it take you a bit longer to start building that consistency? Yeah, I think it really came down to just seeing what other friends or industry leaders were doing and then trying to reverse engineer, reciprocate something similar for the passions that I had. So, you know, if it was seeing Bill Gates or Michelle Romano share, you know, an article or a quote, I, I would try and see what they've done, what was the formula they used, and then maybe I would try and reverse engineer something for my student young professional community. 
I'm assuming your target is the student professional community. So how did you create your content strategy to, uh, for LinkedIn in order to resonate with that audience that you wanted to engage with? Yeah, I think a system I tried to do was just try to be as close to your audience or community as possible. So I you know, had a text group with a couple of friends. I had a LinkedIn group chat with a couple of friends and we would just kind of bounce ideas off each other to say, hey, you know, what do you think about this? Is, is this worth sharing? Is this worth, you know, talking about it? And just staying close to that niche community was a really helpful thing. And then I think also another thing, Max, just to remind your listeners is for me, it was just falling in love with the process of learning and sharing. It was just a creative outlet for me. And I think a lot of people getting started, they they think that they need to have a certain amount of views or likes or comments to feel validated. And I think the biggest step is just enjoying and learning from the process and not getting too connected to the outcome. And so for me, it was just the relationship building that came with the community. A lot of professionals that want to grow their personal brands on LinkedIn through content, they have that like perfectionism. I, I want to make sure that this post is good. So before I post it, is there any posts that you've done over the years where you regret posting? But yeah, is there any posts that you've done that you regret posting? Say, I shouldn't have posted that. I should have done something else because it didn't get as many views as you want. I think there's probably, you know, some in the early days and, and maybe even some this last year. But I think I, I try to lose that mentality that you know it didn't get enough attention likes or comments i think for me it's more hey what what feedback can i take from the less visibility that i can change for the next time so if that's you know hey maybe i posted friday 4 p.m and then i posted tuesday 7 a.m just seeing what posts perform better and what drove better conversation like that's an interesting insight for me to take back but i don't think i would say hey you know this saturday post didn't get a lot of attention let's take it off you know what am i doing i choose to see things from a learning perspective versus a, a success failure perspective yeah, it's great. Yeah, for anybody listening, it doesn't matter if you think the post is good or not. It's about the audience. So if you don't think it's good, like I've had posts where I didn't think it was good, but I tended to do well. So it goes back to don't focus on just the metrics. It's just about like creating that value. And if you impact one person with your post, that's all that matters, right? I love that. Yeah. And I, and I think also jotting down goals or ideas that you're wanting to use LinkedIn or your personal brand for a tool to to drive you there. And I think a lot of people get lost in just doing well on the platform. And I think they forget that, you know, life goals and business goals should be outside the platform. And LinkedIn's just a vehicle to bring you there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, in terms of your uh, personal brand growth, when did you start seeing that traction? So how, how it usually works is you post a fair amount, you get nothing. And then there's that tipping point where you start seeing that traction, similar to like a stock. The stock doesn't it's pretty much even for like multiple months. And then for some reason, it just like takes off. So what, what was your tipping point where you realized, well, I do have something here and I am getting this audience now? Yeah, I, I think it was probably the fall of 2017 coming into the new year of 2018. I, uh, I connected with a pretty well-known founder in Ottawa and I shared the story of just, you know, meeting up with him and and the funny prank I pulled to kind of connect with him for a jog and coffee. And that post garnered probably about a million views and, and 2000 likes. And that that was kind of like a moment when I was like, wow, this was just a funny story. And it seemed to to strike like a, a chord of a lot of people that thought about themselves or, or didn't believe that they were worth spending time with. And I think that was when it hit me to say, hey, there's actually people on here sharing ideas and sharing content. And if I could build a habit around this, I think there's a lot of momentum here. So I started in May of last year. I had about 600 followers and we're in almost February and I'm over 11,000, but I don't really spend that much time. Uh, so my content strategy is creating the content 
Friday night, Saturday, and then scheduling it all out the week after and then doing a couple hours of commenting and replying to comments on my posts during the weekdays and weekends. The question I want to ask you is, you don't spend that much time, you're not spending 24 hours a day on the platform to grow, right? So why do a lot of people fall off after the first few months? Because for me, when I started in May, there was an influx of professionals that are wanting to get into personal branding. And some of these people like last a couple of months, and then they completely dropped off, or they drop off, they try to come back and they try a little bit they don't get the engagement that they used to have and then they drop up as well so why are a lot of these people not sticking with it a theory i have about passion projects or you know new habits is i think it really comes down to the value alignment they have with the project and the accountability structure they have set up to succeed and i think one of those two things has to fall flat for them to give up so one of the things is either they you know don't see the value alignment in in sharing their voice online or building relationships in their industry. And that's just maybe something that they've learned that, you know, doesn't agree with themselves. And so they stop that habit. And then I think the second one is they don't have a community or a couple of friends, a couple of colleagues that are holding them accountable to that habit. And I think if you're actually serious about starting a new goal, whether that's exercising, sharing a post a week on LinkedIn, or even, you know, learning to cook at home, if you don't have shared value alignment with that goal and you don't have someone holding you accountable, I think it's pretty easy to fall off the motivation train. Yeah, so a perfect example is, as you know, a lot of professionals got laid off due to the pandemic last year. And a lot of these people wanted to, quote unquote, grow their personal brands on LinkedIn and create content. But once they landed that job, they completely fell off because they did what they needed to do to get where they wanted to go, which is to get another job after being laid off due to COVID. But why don't they just continue building? Why stop, right? So what's your advice for people that are full-time professionals that haven't really invested a lot in personal branding? Because that's the other um, avenue, right? Because when you go on LinkedIn, there's a lot of people that are searching for work and they're posting and holding each other accountable, but there aren't a lot of full-time employees investing in this personal brand venture. So what are they missing out on? Why would someone who's full-time still invest in their personal brand at the moment? I think it's it's a loaded question because I I do know successful business owners that you know they they run a brand that does twenty million dollars in in sales each year and, and they don't you know post anything or they're not on social media and I think it's not maybe necessarily something for for everyone but I I think what I like to encourage is it's essentially an underutilized platform like it's it's a tool in your tool belt that a lot of people aren't using and so if you're about attacking great opportunities and and learning to develop your voice in a world where so much is happening online I think it's a smart, easy investment to make and to start to understand. What holds a lot of people back is fear of kind of sticking with tradition. Just, you know, keep doing what you've been doing because that works well. And then I think the second thing is they don't feel like their voice is worth sharing. And that if they're not a CEO, if they're not a successful tech investor or, you know, someone that's done a lot in the world, they feel like their voice isn't worth sharing. And I just think that's not true. In a nutshell, that's what you call imposter syndrome. So how should one combat it when they want to start building their own brand? I think it it starts at the root of understanding being on social media or being on LinkedIn is about being part of a conversation, being a participant, and not necessarily a leader or a keynote speaker right off the bat. I think just because you're not an expert doesn't mean you're disqualified from having the conversation. I think it just means you have to be more creative about how you engage with the conversation. 
And just to add to that, expert is relative, right? So for example, I graduated university. I'm an expert to people that want to get into university, right? So expert is relative. As long The one thing that I've learned from reading all this content from these LinkedIn uh, experts or influencers, so to speak, is that as long as you're one step ahead of the person behind you, you can always give expert advice to help them get to your level, right? Totally. Yeah, I think that's a great way to think about it. Like just in a similar way, everyone's a leader to someone, right? If it's a, a younger sibling, a, a younger employee, a younger family member or friend of yours that you're looking to connect with, I think everyone has something to help show uh, another person. Let's say for me, I want to start building my personal brand today. Let's say I'm a full-time employee, but I want to really have my voice heard and really build a brand around me, not just with the company I'm associated with. What are some quick tips to help get someone started in terms of building that foundation? And is this person kind of a new person of the platform, student, professional? What's kind of the the day-to-day of the person? Let's say, uh, let's say professional. This person's been working at this company for a couple of years. His job's relatively stable, so he doesn't really have to do this extra, but he wanted to try personal branding out and possibly expand his opportunities. So, so how would one uh, do that? So let's, let's say we'll, we'll, we'll use a, a marketing professional as an example. How would this person uh, build his personal brand and build a foundation while still working his full-time job? I like that. I think to start off, I'd get that person to, to jot down on a piece of paper or a Google Doc. What's the main motivation? or the main goal of, of why he wants to be on LinkedIn, try and get that into one sentence. And then secondly, put down a couple values or projects that you're wanting to kind of storytell on the platform and, and be associated with. And then thirdly, I'd say, take a look around at other people in your field, just to have a sense of how they position their profile and how they position their content. And then I think I'd encourage that person just to start spending 15 minutes a day or an hour or two a week just to start engaging and building relationships with people in the industry on the platform. And I think in no short time, they'll not only get the hang of it, but also just see the so many hidden benefits there are to being active on the platform. Can you just tell us uh, some of the key opportunities that you've generated through building your personal brand on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think someone being scared of public speaking, which I was, I've been able to build stronger confidence in not only speaking, but also writing. I think copywriting and, and public speaking is such an important skill and LinkedIn gives you that opportunity to to meet with people, build on your your creativity and grammar muscles, but then also when a speaking opportunity presents itself, whether it's a podcast or an interview, you're able to develop yourself in that way. For me personally, it's granted some really neat opportunities to speak at over 100 events, get on the TEDx stage twice, which, you know, partly was them referencing my my content and my speaking and writing on LinkedIn. And then also it's created a really unique relationship building avenue to meet with other people I don't think I would have access to if I was just hoping to run into them at a conference or on another social media network. So it's one of those things where similar to why I started this podcast is it's hard for me to reach out to a lot of these successful people. So by building a foundation, you're in a way attracting value to want to come to my show to talk about different various topics, right? So it's not about what value you can take from someone, it's what value you can bring to attract them to you in order to build a relationship, right? Definitely. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. Oh, great. And you started this personal brand brief, which, yeah, is a weekly, right. which is a weekly newsletter, correct? That you got it. You started this for the purpose of answering the most common questions. So what are the three most common questions that you've gotten from people that want to start a personal brand? 
I think the top three ones I get asked are, why do I need to build a personal brand if I'm already employed or I'm done university? I think the second one is, is my voice worth sharing if I'm not an expert? Third one would be, where do I start and how can I start sharing content? And uh, we covered all three already. So uh, we're, we're on the ball with this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What about you? Like to, to flip that on you, Max, what are the top ones you get asked? Again, how do I start? That's that's a big one. Like, when did you start getting success? And the other one is how often do I have to post on LinkedIn in order to get like traction and build engagement, right? One more is like, how do I grow my following? Because some people seem to be plateau at a certain point. But I just say, just keep building your content consistently. You're going to have posts that are not going to do well. And then you're going to have ones that do well where you can meet new people, right? So it's more about consistency, uh, having that foundation and just, just delivering value to your target audience. I like that. So with that being said, with all this personal branding, where, where do you see personal branding in the next five years? I, I know there's a this, this controversial discussion of how the personal brand will replace the resume, but what are your thoughts on personal branding in the next five years? And what are people missing out on if they don't take action right now on building their personal brand? Where I see it going is, you know, in a lot of industries, I think social media content has in a lot of ways replaced the resume. I think you know, even the way that I go to a restaurant, a coffee shop, or would have used to do is right away I look it up online. I see what are the reviews, where is it based, is it is it trustworthy, is it somewhere I think I could, you know, have a good conversation and, and it'd be worth my time. And I think that's exactly what future employers, contractors, colleagues all do to us when they haven't met us. And I think, you know, before you reached out to me, guarantee you probably took a look around and before people subscribe to this podcast, they probably did that same thing without, you know, giving their permission. They they took a look around and said, is this podcast worth my time? And I think what is going to be needed in the next five, 10 years is you'll have to convince people why you're trustworthy and, and what skills you have to bring to the conversation or to the table. And I think if people don't invest in the digital domain, they're leaving a lot of opportunity on the table when they could just be stocking or stacking the odds in their favor to be trustable, to be understandable and and have a good skill set in the industry. And I think by not having a presence online, you're diminishing your chance at being a trustworthy source for the topic that you are passionate about. So with that being said, I'm not sure if you you know a lot of recruiters, but are a lot more recruiters looking at people's LinkedIn before deciding whether they want to hire that person or not. Obviously, let's say even early 2010s, the resume was more of a focal point in terms of deciding which would be the right candidate. But now with how LinkedIn has really uh, prospered in recent years, is the LinkedIn profile more important now than the resume when it comes to comparing which candidate to hire? Yeah, I would definitely say so. I, I think, again, it does depend on on the industry. Like if, if you're not as tech or social media focused or you know, the employers a bit more traditional. I, I don't think it's a, a copy and paste strategy across all recruiters, but I think, I don't know the stats exactly, but I think it sits in a 90 percentile that recruiters are spending so much more time checking social media, checking LinkedIn, especially before they push you forward to the process. And even my myself included, in the fall, I was reached out to by a Fortune 500 company, very well-known brand, and just through my LinkedIn and through connections, they were able to bring me to a couple steps forward to the process before even asking for my resume. And it, it was an opportunity. It wasn't a uh, opportunity that ended up closing, but it was fascinating to see the relationship building process take part for both sides so well without them even needing access to my resume. 
Well, that's awesome. So you are a perfect example of not even having to need the resume to get opportunities. They saw your personal brand on LinkedIn. They saw the, all the content value you're giving to your audience and they wanted to reach out to you to maybe have a discussion on how you two could work together, right? That's correct. Yeah. And I think it, it really comes down to how are you able to build a relationship with that person? So if you're already connected as a family friend, that that's a great way to do that. But a lot of people, that's not the case for recruiters, right? So I think LinkedIn positions itself as a great way to get to know executives, recruiters, and decision makers before they ever need to make a decision about you. And to not invest in those opportunities, I think, puts you at a disadvantage. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Go for it. So one of the things that full-time employees um, are afraid about on LinkedIn is, again, LinkedIn is still considered a job site. So a lot of people, if they're currently working and they start posting on LinkedIn, their colleagues might say, oh, is this person looking for a job right now? Why are you on LinkedIn, right? So there's that uh, misconception of the LinkedIn platform. So I do understand why some full-time employees do want to take on building a personal brand on LinkedIn because it's still considered a job site. And if their managers see like, why is this guy posting on LinkedIn? Is he like trying to leave? So what's your advice on that type of situation? If there's someone that not only wants to be trustful by other organizations, there's also so much opportunity to be trusted within your client or partnership demographic as well. And so if you're someone that wants to be established as a leader at your company, and you can't understand how to build relationships with other brands, vendors, partners, clients online, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. At the past role I had in a private equity firm, my senior leaders that I reported to were blown away at the relationships I was able to bridge as a result of being online in an industry that most of our competitors weren't. And so you're able to bridge so many more connections that other people just aren't thinking of. And so it's not only being you know recruiter focused, but also relationship focused in general. So if that means you know getting to know the press, getting to know stakeholders or other customers, I think you can always find ways to be ahead of the curve, regardless of what you're going after. And again, let's say they do decide to want to take on this personal branding journey. What are some common mistakes that you've seen people make when they start building their personal brand? As bad as it sounds, I think maybe taking it too seriously or, or being a bit too you know, attached to, to the outcome. I think they should just set a vision, set a plan and, and kind of get comfortable with experimenting because it's, it's a process, right? It's not a let's make one post go viral in the first week and then hang up our hat. I think it's being committed and passionate about an industry sharing and facilitating conversation for your community. And then it's about being consistent. Yeah, absolutely. And what is some advice on how to stay consistent, stay focused? Because we know it takes time to build a habit and a lot of people end up dropping off, right? For example, the gym, people want to, they have gym goals at the beginning of January and then they drop off by the end of January. So how, so what is your advice in terms of being able to stay consistent and just creating that content consistently on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis? Yeah, this this might cause some some fun friction for your audience, but if there's ever a goal that I need to actually get done, and I'm serious about it and not just talking to the world, I put money on the line or I put a consequence on the line. So what I do and what I have done for my annual goals the last couple of years is I'll say, I want to read X pages per year. So that means I have to read X pages per day. So I'm going to make a bet with my buddy each day I don't read 10 or 20 pages of a book, I have to e-transfer him 20 bucks. And he knows that if I don't text him or give him an update that week, he knows I owe him X amount of dollars. And I think if you're super serious about your goal, you need to be super serious about your accountability. 
And if that means giving up Netflix, giving up, you know, a little bit of coffee money, I think you can get creative with a consequence and a friendship to hold you accountable if you're actually serious about staying committed. <laughs> so with that being said, how much money have you lost to your friend? I, I, yeah, I made a LinkedIn post about this. Last year, our goal was we had to do four workout days a week for at least 30 minutes. So doable, but you know, when you get busy, it's, it's easy to just toss that off to the side and forget about it. And I only missed, I think, four or five days the whole year. So for the math majors listening, I'm pretty sure that's a, like a 96, 97% accuracy, right? For most people, they forget about and they sleep on their goals. They get passionate in January. And by the time February rolls around, they're done with their goal. And I think if you're actually serious about making progress, toss a little fun bet in with your friend and guaranteed as soon as they start egging you on or telling your other friends or family, you'll be sure that you'll be having a lot more progress than if you didn't do that. Yeah, the thing that I've learned is the hardest thing to do is do stuff for yourself. Because if, if yeah. you work with somebody, the, the boss will tell you what to do. If uh, you're living with a girlfriend, boyfriend, you'll always have to compromise on different things. You have, you have the house chores. So you're always accountable to somebody. But again, the hardest thing to do is be accountable to yourself. Because if you don't work out, uh, and there's nobody to hold you accountable, like nothing really affects you, so to speak. Uh, you mm -hmm. won't see a long term, like if you don't work out for a while, then obviously you're going to be unhealthy, right? But in that moment in time, there's not much consequence for you because you're only accountable to yourself, right? So like you said, that's a good strategy of being more accountable. What are some other creative ways that you can help our audience be more accountable in terms of helping them reach their goals? It really comes down to getting serious about your long-term goals. I think COVID taught a lot of people that they were vulnerable to being laid off or that, you know, a work opportunity isn't always secure as it seems to be. And I think if you're serious about building a, a career safety net or even like an opportunity safety net, I think that can really spur you on just to start taking ownership and building great relationships and sharing good ideas. But I think it really takes that need to be long-term focused, thinking, you know, five steps ahead and not just I'm secure right now and I'm safe and I'm, I'm untouchable. I think you need to take that next step to say, okay, I, I want to be someone that plans for the long term. And if that means I want to start a company in 10 years, then that probably means I should develop my voice online. If that means I want to start a podcast, then that means I should start reaching out to a couple people every day just to see how they've started a podcast. And I think it takes that long term focus for you to be serious about the short term. And then also telling a couple friends and saying, hey, you know, over text or over phone or your next hangout, how have you kind of gotten committed to staying focused on your goals? And, and what do you think about this idea I'm working on? I think a lot of people see progress when they start sharing it with others. And so I encourage people to offload those awesome ideas they have to the friendships that they've built just to see what they think of them. Absolutely. And my last question for this discussion is obviously a lot of people want things now. They, they want the thousands of followers like right away. And that's also one of the reasons why a lot of people drop off. They don't see that Instagram results within the first few months. Again, what's the last piece of advice you can give to my audience in terms of how to stay focused on your long-term goals? Because again, things don't happen overnight. The perfect example is Gary Vee's wine library, right? I think it took him about a year and a half of just posting wine content until he actually took off. So how do you encourage our our listeners to just keep the mission and just keep going, even though it doesn't look like there's any traction? It is a tough question, right? It is hard if, if you don't see wins or results right off the bat. But I think the best answer I can give is 
as weird as it might sound, think long-term in terms of, of decades and, and see the habit building and the process forming that you're doing for the long-term and not just a couple months. Think of all the great companies, the great brands, the great movements you've heard of and understand that they're not sparked in a couple of days or a couple of months. It's after a lot of habit building, a lot of process and a lot of figuring out what works. And I think that's the same process you have to take to personal branding. You're not going to figure it out in a couple of days or a couple of months, you're going to want to dedicate a couple solid years to something that will last your whole life. And I think if you can do that, you'll be well ahead of the curve of other people that are thinking about this. And that's a great way to end up the discussion, Joe. Again, I appreciate your time. And how can people find you online? And what are some projects that you're working on for this year? Yeah, for anyone that's accessible on social, I'm, of course, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and also just started a newsletter on Substack as well as LinkedIn. And then a recent project I've launched is actually a new video course. So if people are interested, if they want to drop me a note, I'm happy to create a promo code for all the podcast listeners here and happy to share a 50% off code if people want to check it out. Nice. And what's the uh, early reception on the course? It's actually going very strong. We already have 50 students just in the first week and lots of positive feedback on people that are already updating their profile or working on a new content strategy. And so I'm super excited to hear how things continue to go. Nice. And this is a video course, but is there also coaching with you, whether it's through a, a group medium? Yeah, that's interesting you ask. I do work with about six CEO founders on a one-on-one capacity, but if, if that's something people are interested in, I'm always happy to have a chat. But the online course is usually somewhere I, I point people in case they, they just want an introduction to my work. Sounds great. So if anybody wants to speed up their learning curve in terms of building a brand on LinkedIn, definitely check out Joel's course. So again, Joel, really appreciate the time and always love talking about personal brand and my favorite social media channel, LinkedIn. And best of luck in your uh, new projects for this year. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. It was, was super fun to jam about LinkedIn and I look forward to staying in touch with the fun projects you're up to in the years to come. Sounds fantastic, Joel. Okay, we'll see you, Max. That was a great conversation from a seasoned LinkedIn content creating veteran who has, again, grown his following, has generated tons of value for his audience, as well as signed on and worked with a lot of big brands that you have all heard of. I wanted to take this time right now to summarize three key points that I wanted my audience to take away when it comes to starting on this platform, LinkedIn, to grow their own personal brand. If you haven't started growing your personal brand in any other social media platform, LinkedIn is definitely the best one to start off with. It's a lot less noisy right now, so that means your posts will get a lot of organic reach compared to other platforms such as Facebook and Instagram that's more paid to play to get that reach that you're looking for. This platform is more education and learning based compared to the other social media platforms out there that is more focused on entertainment value. So if you are a business or you are a career-oriented professional that wants to progress in their career, providing tips on how to advance your career as well as showing your expertise, whether you're a business owner for a specific niche, this could be a great avenue for you to promote your content as, again, this platform is more focused on giving educational content for their audience compared to other platforms out there. The last thing Joel mentioned, which I agree with, is that some of the social media platforms they're more geared towards connecting with people you already know compared to LinkedIn, where it's more encouraged to make connections, build up your network to grow you and your connections career slash business. 
So if you do it right on LinkedIn, you can meet tons of people that are willing to interact with you. Once you start creating content on LinkedIn, there are some additional benefits besides just growing your following. You'll have stronger confidence in your abilities, whether it's writing or even getting invited for speaking gigs and speaking to tons of people about your own journey whether it's your career, your business, or even your LinkedIn journey. And one of the key things that Joel mentioned is that LinkedIn gives you access to people that you can never get access to. If you go to a conference, you might not be able to meet this person because they might not be at the same conference as you or they're too busy with other people. But on LinkedIn, if you do it right, you just send them a quick DM. And if your message is good, they might reply and say, hey, let's, let's have a chat, right? So LinkedIn is a great way to build up your confidence at a professional level, as well as build up your network that you would not otherwise be able to do in other social media platforms out there. This all sounds great. You're getting ready to create content on LinkedIn. However, as we discussed in our conversation, a lot of people end up falling off after a couple months, whether it's because they're not getting the traction they're looking for, or they don't have the alignment that they need to push past the boredom of posting. So before you embark on this journey, make sure that you have a concise goal of what you want to do with the platform so you're not just posting aimlessly. And if creating content consistently is new for you, Joel definitely recommend you get an accountability partner or accountability group to make sure that they hold you accountable to post consistently. It will be hard at the start because it's a new habit, but if you have that accountability at the beginning, it eventually becomes a habit. So it becomes second nature that you have to post on LinkedIn as part of your daily lifestyle routine. If you're currently listening to this podcast and you were on the fence in terms of starting your personal branding journey on LinkedIn, I hope my discussion with Joel helps you take that leap and start creating and getting that visibility on that platform. Again, this is Chan with The Plan The Podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you share it with your friends and family to support the show. I post new episodes every Tuesday on all popular podcast platforms. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, where I post daily content on careers, personal branding, and LinkedIn tips. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time.